Hello again, everyone, and welcome to it. It's Thursday. It is the 5th of October, 2023, and I am Derek Hunter. This is the Derek Hunter Podcast. Welcome to it, and we'll make this as quick and painless as possible. Insert your own sex joke here. Anyway, let's uh, get to it. Don't forget about the Week in F and Review, patreon.com slash Podcast or derekhunterlocals.com. You also enter to win... Signed books, autographed books, all sorts of goodies. It's uh, Greg Gutfeld versus Gene Hackman again. It's not this. It's not the same contest going on. It's a different Greg Gutfeld book. So check it out. God, why the hell do companies these boxes and you can't open the? There's a little flap and here's how you open the box and then you can't open the freaking box. Why? I don't know why. So you end up having to rip the damn bar. It's just annoying as hell. It'd be so much easier in life if if. The things that we design as a species did what they were designed to do, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Anyway, welcome to it. Let's get to it. Did your phone go off today? Did your phone go crazy? Whatever the sound was. I've never known. I don't. Look, there are just some people out there who are damn crazy. Okay, can we can we admit that? And everything is a conspiracy, and everybody's out to get them, and the government is this and that and the other thing, and blah, blah, blah. You know, Donald Trump wants to make a a point about the government is out after him. He's got a point. They're doing things that government has never done before. Sane, rational government wouldn't do. It seems like it is um, completely irrational in its actions, thanks to Joe Biden. But other things, you, me... Any any podcaster, any any radio host, any television personality, the government, you you're out there. They maybe watch what you say on your platform, but you're not important enough for the government to track down secretly. And then there's the people, just the average people, like nobody's nobody's following you. The system's out there. The government's out to keep me. Government doesn't know you exist, except for that there's a social security number associated with your name, and every year you got to pay taxes, and you get to pay the taxes. That's it. That's all. If you die, they, oh, he's dead. We'll cross that off the list. But honestly, there's, there's a gov- some, I don't know how you make a government conspiracy out of the, a test of a system to let people know there's an emergency across the country. It makes sense. What have we been talking about? There's a possibility for a nuclear war. Nuclear war last year. Oh, it's a nuclear war. Nuclear war. More often, I've heard that in the past year than I did when I was a kid and the Soviet Union still existed. But now, like, oh, nuclear war. And then somebody says, hey, you know what? Just in case. Just in case. Any, any kind of thing could happen. We'll, uh, we got this system. It's in place. We haven't tested it for like 12 years. And we only tested it once back then. We're going to give it an old go. And suddenly, that's some kind of government is out to get you, conspiracy theory. Government is following you, conspiracy theory. Whatever it is, everybody just relax, okay? Chillax. Government doesn't care you exist. It would make sense to test this. You know why? Because someday we might need it. We hope we never do. But someday we might. And let's say you do need it. And you go to push the button in the White House, whoever the president is, and it goes, you probably should have updated the operating system here. Wouldn't you want to know that? So I got the message at 220. 
ish. I think it was like actually 219. National alert. This is a test of the National Wireless Emergency Alert System. The purpose is to maintain and improve alert and warning capabilities at the federal, state, local, tribal, and territorial levels and to evaluate the nation's public alert and warning capabilities. No action is required by the public. Okay, great. You know, quite frankly, the government paid a lot of money for this. Put a lot of money into it. That, that it works is a bit of a minor miracle. Okay? I don't have a problem with What I have more of a problem with, to be perfectly honest with you, is I seem to be watching television every week when the freaking National Emergency Alert System or whatever, the they decide to do their weekly test with the cable. And they're like, this, and this words are scrolling across. Saying, this is a test. Calm down. It just goes on forever. And it's always right in the middle of, I don't have very many shows, but it seems like it's always right in the middle of when I'm watching one of my shows. And it's like, oh, God, even if I'm DVRing, it screws it up. So, yeah, people sort of panicking about that. Here's the, the dirty little secret. If and there's a nuclear war, there ain't much you can do about it. I don't want one. I, I don't want one at all. But, you know, there isn't anything you can do. You can dig a hole in your yard. You can plan to get in the middle of nowhere. You can whatever. But that's about it. Get some canned goods, I suppose. Get some seeds, what have you. But in general, that's about all you can do. You go in any direction, no matter where you are, there's probably some sort of military installation or some sort of factory or something that if you really thought about it and you had 3,000 nuclear warheads, 3,000 missiles, I don't think they have that many missiles, but 3,000 warheads and you could drop them all over the place, pretty much everywhere is covered to one degree or another, either the direct blast, blast or the aftermath of a blast. It's a horrible thought. And if we really thought about how we as a species are teetering on the brink always, we're one massive pandemic, a real pandemic away from everything. You imagine there's an asteroid. There's, there's asteroids floating around out there that are huge, gigantic, could wipe this place out. If you really sat and thought about all the horrible things that could happen, you would never get anything done. You'd just be a... A ball of nerves and vomit, and that would be it. Thank God, part of our reptilian brain, our our part of being a human being, is to, the ability to overlook that stuff, or to look past that stuff, to ignore that stuff. You know, all right, thank God, you don't have to dwell on it constantly. Same thing with grief. You do get over. It. You never really truly get over serious loss. What happens is, they're just longer periods of time in between it sucking that's all and time heals all wounds no it doesn't time just gives you more things to think about to extend the length of time between sucking instances it's just how it is you're still you're forever forever going to miss my parents it's, nothing's going to change that no amount of time there's not going to be a time when i'm like 10 years from now sitting around sipping a drink on the beach going oh yeah my parents are gone oh well feeling pretty good about that just not how it works Unless you had really horrible parents, but you get the point. So don't dwell on this. Make sure that your phone worked because maybe someday the government will need to let you know that, you know, you need to start getting yoga, good at yoga, because you're going to have to be able to bend over soon 
and kiss your ass goodbye or something like that. Although, honestly, I'm not sure I'd want the heads up. If there's nothing we can do about it, I don't want the heads up. Although, except for I'd like to, you know, get the kids together and the cats together and the wife together and maybe try. But in general, you just end up, what's better to, to be nuked in your house or to be nuked in traffic? I don't know. Really cheery. Way to cheery, cheerily start the show today, Derek. Good job. Uh, all right. We'll, we'll move on from that, but I just got a kick out of it. My God, calm down. Calm down. Calm down. So right now, as of now, we've got two names in the hat to become the next Speaker of the House. It is Steve Scalise and Jim Jordan. I'm really surprised that Jim Jordan, that Jim Jordan would want this job. It seems like it sucks. Okay, you say, well, Matt Gates isn't going to be a douchebag dumbass to him. Yeah, he will. Matt Gates will be a douchebag dumbass to anybody. That's the thing about it. It's not situational. You're a douchebag dumbass or you're not a douchebag dumbass. You can be a strategic thinker and do some things that are douchebaggy. But this was not a well-thought-out plan. This was not... He's like, oh, we'll do this and we'll get Kevin McCarthy to blah, 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 blah. Or he'll cave and go to Democrats and we'll make him look bad. And No, nope, he's gone. Now what are you going to do? Who you got? It's funny watching uh, what's, uh, Gates on Laura Ingram's show last night and saying, well, I don't know why we're taking a recess. We should be voting tomorrow on a new speaker. You don't have a new speaker to suggest. You don't have a clue. They called your bluff, bro. All right? You soiled the sheets. You did it. You don't get to call the shots anymore. You've blown your wad. You had one thing you could do. You did it. And it bit you right on the ass. And now you're back to irrelevancy. Congratulations. You're not going to be a kingmaker anymore. I think a whole bunch of the uh, gang that couldn't think straight that went with them now feeling like a couple of douches and going, why did we, what did we do? Why did we follow this guy? It didn't go the way he told us it would. Well, welcome to the game. You follow stupid people, you get stupid results. I, I love how these people act as though they're, they're so self-righteous. They're so, they saved the world. They're so wonderful. They're so important. Nancy Mace is out there patting herself on the back. Nancy, why don't you do something, Nancy? Like, that's it. Honestly, why don't you do something? Does that seem like it's too much to ask that you push and accomplish something as a legislative matter rather than a circular firing squad? Anybody can stab the person directly in front of them in the back. Anybody can, you know harm people within their own ranks because everybody's looking at it and going, huh, I trust this person. We're on the same team. But you're already seeing these Democrats releasing ads, web ads and videos and putting things out there going, this is Republicans. They're in complete disarray. They're a complete group of lunatics and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah, I, how do you defend against that? I don't know how you defend against that. Seb Gorka's tweeting out pictures of uh, or video of Matt Gates saying sometimes chaos, a bit of chaos is a good thing. If you watch the video of Gates on the floor of the house as he was pulling this this suicide, it was a suicide. Uh, he's over on the Democrat side, and there's 
you know, Democrats behind him. There's David Trone behind him. There's Jamie Raskin behind him. They're all sitting there. They're watching Ilhan Omar's sitting over there on his side. He's on their side because he did this with every single Democrat. He became, at least for that moment, a Democrat in very good standing. And he's sitting there talking about spending. Oh, what's insane is $33 trillion in, in debt. But you're on the side of people who have no problem with that whatsoever. Okay, they have no Democrats have no problem with that whatsoever. Every single one of them hates everything you profess to give a damn about. You can believe whether you're not or not for yourself, whether or not you believe any of the crap he's saying. I'm not particularly sold, but the idea is hilarious to me that I'm standing on principle. You're standing with Democrats, dude. I don't know if you notice this. But you're standing with Democrats. That's who's surrounding you. You had seven other Republicans go, yeah, this is a good idea. This is a thing. I think all of them are going, holy crap, what did we do now? But they had seven of them. That's not a majority. And still, he's in, now this is the thing. Matt Gates is bluffing. Matt Gates pushed his chips in the center of the table and did not expect anybody to call. And they did. And now he's got to still pretend that he's holding aces or that he's got the flush or he's got the straight or whatever it is until hopefully somebody else folds. That's what he has. Somebody else, I hope to God, somebody folds. Well, good luck with that. I don't know what you do. I don't know what Republicans... Steve Scalise, I like Steve Scalise. He's probably the one who has the best chance to become the next speaker. Jim Jordan, I love Jim Jordan. But I don't want Jim Jordan to lose, to leave the uh, investigations that he's heading. Uh, if he wins, he will. And Matt Gates will have basically kneecapped the Republican investigation into the corrupt Biden family, leaving it to wildly incompetent investigators. And that's it. Congratulations to Matt Gates. So uh, there's really, in my mind, only one choice. It's Steve Scalise. Because you want Jim Jordan. You, know, you want Jim Jordan on that wall. You need Jim Jordan on that wall. You take him off that wall and Gates will congratulate himself. He'll learn yoga. It's not so he can bend over and kiss his own butt, but so he can bend over and, you know, bloop his own blop figure it out but i'm sure he probably already actually has that <laughs> he's already been taking yoga for that case but nancy mace tweeted out about laura ingram because she's pointing out how this is ridiculous why don't you people do something legislative they've accomplished nothing these people have accomplished nothing not just in ousting mccarthy forget that throw that away legislatively, all their principal chest bumping and how wonderful they are. And oh my goodness, I am the only true conservative. We are true conservatives. We need to do this. We need. They haven't done, excuse my French, they haven't done shit. Anybody can talk a good game. Aren't we sick of people talking a good game? Shouldn't we be more sick of people who, whose alternative to talking a good game is talking a good game louder? That seems to be all they are. Accomplish something. Write legislation. I'll look at that as accomplishment, an accomplishment. Write serious 
real legislation, not briefs, not drafts, not outlines, serious, complete and total legislation. Make it as simple as possible, as few pages as possible, and as plain English as possible, and introduce it. Get CBO scores. Show the world not only what your ideas are, but what their impact will be. I'd love to see that. They don't do that. Instead, Nancy Mace responds to Laura Ingram saying, quote, Laura, if we want to win another election anytime soon, then we need to include women in our party. Huh? The only way to get women to vote for our party is to fight for them. That's what I'm doing. End quote. That's Nancy Mace. What the hell does that mean? Honestly, what does that mean? Is this as far as she's thought this thing through? And forgive me, I... Boy, the week in review, you're not going to want to miss this one this week. I can already feel it. And I apologize. I'm going to swear again. The fuck? Nancy Mace, what is she known for? She's known for going to a prayer breakfast and talking about how she tried to, her boyfriend tried to fuck her that morning. But she didn't have time because she had to get to the prayer breakfast. And this is what she said at the, at the prayer breakfast. But don't worry, she's going to blow him later. That was basically the gist of it. Forgive me again for the language, but I'm just paraphrasing what this person said to a prayer. Like, I ain't the Pope. I ain't anywhere close to the Pope. I ain't even anywhere close to a, a deacon or whatever. But even I would have had some decorum there, for God's sakes. But she didn't. Oh, she was just joking. You know, she's just joking about how she woke up in bed with her fiance, the guy standing in line to be her third husband, I believe. Then you begin to wonder, how the fuck did she get invited to a prayer breakfast? Like marrying her, like it's a, you don't have a prayer breakfast. It should be a prenup breakfast. But she's out there going, we need to appeal to women. So are gas prices higher for women? Are talking about gas prices? Do women not drive? I don't know. I'm not a woman. My wife works from home, so maybe. Do women not drive? Does food cost more for women? Do we have to appeal to look women we know look ladies you, you broads we know what you're up against you got to get the push-up bras and you got to pay extra for a gallon of milk I mean, come on you're getting milk screwed milk with milk all over the place i don't get what they think they're doing she doesn't seem to be making much of a case she seems to be defaulting to the left wing's argument of identity politics we have to appeal to women how do you appeal to women? Well, if you believe the leftist data, you have to say, you know what? I have an abortion. Abortion's all right. I don't know. Is that the new conservative position? Since these eight members of the House are the arbiters of what is and is not conservative enough for anybody's acceptance, I think we really need a policy paper on this thing. We're going to at least need a tweet at a bare minimum as to how you appeal to women when the left constantly tells you the only way to appeal to women is to perform their abortion for them. Hmm? Is there another way? I don't get free birth control, put birth control in the water. I would very much like to hear Nancy Mace opine on these things, but the entirety of her tweet is what I read to you. Because I don't think she thought it through. 240 characters is not enough time to both type and think about what you're typing. You can do one or the other. You can't do both. 
So yeah, this is what's going on in the House of Representatives. I'm not sure it's such a great plan. I'm not sure it's going to work out for Republicans. I think, you know, whoever ends up being the next speaker needs to change the rules to get away from this one speaker can vacate the chair so that egomaniac, narcissistic douchebags with the reputation that is just this side of, well, never mind, um, can't decide that social foreplay is getting rid of another speaker. He really truly believes he's done something good and something that he's proud of. Now, I get that. But the only way you get to that point is if you've never really done anything good or anything worthy of being proud of. Think about Kevin McCarthy. I don't give a crap about Kevin McCarthy. Democrats now have the subject change they desperately needed away from Joe Biden. Matt Gates can sit there and go, why don't we have votes? We've got to have votes. I'm good on television. I'll be booked on Fox News all day long. We should be here in the Capitol voting, not going back to our districts. Okay, then, then what's the story? There's a, at least a chance if these jackasses aren't up there voting every 15 minutes for a Speaker of the House and they can't get to 218, they can't get to 218, at least there's a chance that it'll die down a little bit. But if you're there voting constantly on this, remember how it was when we ended up with McCarthy the first time? Nonstop. We're going up on the 10th vote. Let's do Days on end, a whole bunch of idiots pandering to morons like Matt Gates. Oh, it's morons. You're so mean. I know there are fans of Matt Gates. Heard some jackass today talk about how Matt Gates is popular. He has a following. Who gives a shit? He's popular. He has a follow. He has a large Twitter footprint. You got to take him seriously. AOC has a larger Twitter following, a larger social media footprint. Do you take her seriously, or do you mock her? Which do you do? Does it make her smart? I've known some really stupid people with some really popular social media accounts and shows. Really stupid people. Does that make... Now I have to take them seriously because they're popular? No, I don't think so. You got to keep an eye on them because they can be wildly destructive because they're narcissists. But the popularity, it doesn't translate. Look at the election. Look at how many famous, so-called famous people, so-called named people. They run for office. They rarely, rarely win. Dr. Oz was famous. Dr. Oz hung with Oprah. Now, I guess she stabbed him in the back, but still. He's running against Frankenstein, for God's sakes. The guy couldn't stand a string coherent sentence together, even before his stroke. And you're sitting there going, well, there's Dr. Oz. He's got a good chance. He's famous. Fame will get... Nope. Nope. Herschel Walker brought college football glory to Georgia. There are people whose lives will never be as fulfilling as they were when Herschel Walker was a bulldog. Just won't, their children, nothing. Nothing in their life will make them feel the way that they did when Herschel, during Herschel Walker's prime on that campus. He was a bad candidate. He was an embarrassment, and he got his ass handed to him. He lost. Doesn't matter if you lose by one or one million. You lose. It's embarrassing. But he's famous. 
Fred Thompson ran for president. The guy was an actor. The guy was famous. He was a senator. Didn't make it out of the starting blocks. Couldn't. Jeb Bush. Doesn't get much more famous than Jeb Bush. His father and brother were president. Fell flat on his face. Think of all of those people. All those quote-unquote famous people. They've got a big social media footprint. It doesn't amount to squat when the chips are down. It's kind of important. Well, I can move books. I can sell tickets. I can do... uh, Congratulations, as I always say, if I've been saying, you can do all right by pandering to a small group of people. But if that's all you do, you're boring. If you end up becoming obsessed with numbers, how many people are listening? How many people are following me? What do I do that gets better numbers than the other numbers? What tweets are more popular than other tweets? And then I'm going to do that. And then you know what? That starts becoming what you do. You begin pandering to your audience rather than being yourself, which attracted the audience in the first place. You become obsessed with keeping them. That's what these Republicans are. They're the dog that caught the car. They've got all this attention they didn't expect. They had a result they didn't expect. They figured McCarthy would cut a deal with Democrats and save his ass, and he didn't. He just walked away and said, screw it. Good luck with you guys. Good luck. And now they're going, I don't know what to do. Don't blame me. Don't blame Don't blame you. 20 minutes ago, you were bragging about what you did. Did you do it or didn't you do it? You're fundraising off of it. I loved, I watched um, Laura Ingram question Matt Gates last night about his, um, his fundraising off of this. He's fundraising off of this. He's fundraising off of this while it's going on. He's sending out fundraising emails. And he's like, Laura asked him, this is kind of like trashy and it's garbage. What are you doing fundraising off this while it's going on? And his defense was, Every other, everybody else up here in Congress takes dirty pack money. I don't take dirty pack money. I get money from small donors. And this goes to the, but he's popular. We've got to listen to him. He's popular because he, he swindles. He cons people out of their money for campaign don- donations. It's not an accomplishment. It's exploitation, really, of dumb people. He's like, I, I don't take pack money. The speaker, former speaker, he raised a bunch of PAC money and he gave it out to, oh, you mean he busted his ass and got Republicans elected? Really? Because what, how much money have you raised for your colleagues? I looked it up. Matt Gates won with 68% of the vote. His district is a safe district to the extent that he needs money to run for re-election. It ain't much. It's not much. 67%. 68%. That, that's your start. You're, you've won. Congratulations, Matt Gates. You've won re-election in 2024. Just like Democrats who are in 70% plus Democrat districts. They've already won. Congratulations. They're about 10% of the districts where there are races. Barbara, no, uh, God, who is that woman? Maxine Waters. Maxine Waters raises a ton of money. Maxine Waters gets 75% or more of the vote. What does she raise a ton of money for? Because Maxine Waters runs a campaign constantly. Why? Because legally she can't. She doesn't need to. There's no Republican within a mile of her at any given moment. They're not going to stand a chance. But she raises money 
from the banking industry while she was chair of the banking committee. And then she hires her kids and her friends and her nieces and nephews and family members to work on various aspects of their campaigns. It's weird how that works. Her daughter makes hundreds of thousands of dollars from her for working on her campaign that she doesn't need to run. Does Matt Gates? I don't know who Matt Gates employs, employs, but he's like trying to raise money for himself. Well, I don't take PAC money. You don't need to raise any money, Matt. You're, congratulations, you've won. But what do you do with the money you do raise? Where does the money you do raise go? Do you have any family members or friends on it? Well, they're, but they're qualified. Huh. It's weird. I don't know. You start bitching that everybody else is corrupt. Then people start to look at you and go, all right, well, what about you? Do you pass the smell test? The answer is no. None of these people up there do it. But realistically, what you really have to ask yourself, and I would ask Matt Gates. Do you really think you could buy a member of Congress for $2,300? You buy a, a, a member of Congress for $2,300. You got the Robert Menendez issue up there, but we're talking lots of gold bars and a half a million dollars in cash, at least on top of God knows what else. That's some serious money. They plop down a briefcase with a half a million dollars. I could see that that's going to be a moment where even somebody who is... Uh, very moral would go, well, that's a lot of money. I gotta think about what am I doing? No, 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 no. But twenty three hundred dollars publicly disclosed? They're not giving the briefcase full of money through your campaign. They're giving it to you in Denny's at midnight, sliding it under the table. The campaign contributions are out in the light of day. Do you really think you can buy a member of Congress? You know what? I really want to risk prison for an exceedingly long time, embarrassment, shame, ruination of the rest of my life. I tell you what, Mr. Lobbyist, you give me $2,300 and I will completely backtrack on that which I have sworn publicly before to believe in. Where is that? Show me that happening and I will express outrage. But I don't see that happening. Most of the time it's some jackass who... You know, frankly, first of all, government does way too damn much. That's the real problem. You want politics, money out of politics, get politics out of money. Government does only what it's supposed to do, then all these lobbyists go away and they start infecting the states. But uh, do you really believe these members of Congress give a crap? Even the vaunted Matt Gates give a crap about 95% of the garbage they actually vote on on a regular basis or things that are stuffed in bills. They don't give a damn. They don't understand it. They don't know what's there. They don't read it. They don't care. They're advised by 25-year-old staffers which way to go. That's it. Insist on simple language. Small bills, single-issue bills. Then you, you got my support, Matt, but you're not doing that. You're just claiming to be morally pure. And anybody who's ever set foot in Washington, D.C. knows that ain't true. But that's the real problem. Can you buy a member of Congress for 2300 bucks? No, of course you can't. Of course you can't. These lobbyists, they give money to members of Congress who already agree with them. Minds aren't changed by it. Because most of these minds don't give a damn about it. 
There are very few issues these members actually care about. Oh, they'll tell you how sincere they are, how much they care deeply about whatever X, Y, or Z is. They're full of shit. They truly are. Just like people in this industry will tell you they care about this, that, and they care about you, they love you, they blah, blah, blah. They don't. They don't. It's a marketing gimmick. In politics, it doesn't matter which side of the media you're on, which side of the aisle you're on, which side of whatever you're on, which side of the camera you're on. It's all a lie. It's all a game. They might care about some things, but there's just far too much for them to even know about, let alone care about. So, yeah, I'll vote for your little pet project. All right, you're going to give me $500 for my campaign? That's fine. I'll vote for your project either way, but whatever. Most of them don't really need the campaign money to begin with. So to pretend to be all high and mighty, I don't take lobbyist money. Why? Are you afraid you'll be bought for $2,300? That says more about you than it says about anybody else, unless you can show me an example of somebody who said, I am opposed to X, and then the X industry gives some money, and I support X, I love X. Actually, ironically... I've met Jack Abramoff once in my life. I interviewed him for a radio show, good God, 10 years ago, whenever his book came out. I uh, emailed with him, and then I uh, went to his house to record with him. And we talked about, the well, obviously, his problems. He'd just gotten out of prison like six months earlier or whatever, whatever it was, I forget. But um, I worked for one of the people that was Tied to Abramoff. Conrad Burns was tied to Abramoff. This is crap. Like, he received the most money from Jack Abramoff and Abramoff's allies. Like, well, he received $5,000 from Abramoff. Abramoff's a Republican. You know who got more money or got uh, the second most money from Abramoff and Abramoff-related accounts? Harry Reid. Harry Reid. Over the course of the few years, he got more than like $150,000. Harry Reid did. He didn't get any money from Abramoff. See, so they they would change the unit of measure. Actually, Harry Reid got more money than Conrad Burns did from Abramoff's associates, meaning his clients. So they'd say, uh, I think Conrad got like $120,000 and Harry Reid got somewhere around 130, 150, something like that. The difference was that Conrad Burns got $5,000 from Abramoff himself and Harry Reid got nothing from Abramoff himself because Abramoff wasn't, he's a Republican. He's not going to give to a Democrat. He'll instruct his clients to, but he wouldn't, you know, do it himself. And so it was like, well, Abramoff and Abramoff clients gave more money to Conrad Burns than anybody else. Say, no, no, no. Harry Reid got more money. And then their response was, Harry Reid never got a dime from Jack Abramoff, which is true. Because Jack Abramoff never gave money to Democrats. He was a Republican. They changed the unit of measure very slyly with that. But in that interview, it's long gone now, I think. But it was interesting because he was talking about Conrad Burns. And he said, no, Conrad, we, the clients gave money to Conrad Burns because he agreed with us. He was going to do what we wanted, and he was already going to do it. And we wanted to make sure he stayed in office. I said, did you ever have a politician literally change their mind, change their vote, change, you give me this money and I will do what you want. I will go against what I've said. He said, yeah, one time, Harry Reid. 
Harry laid out the specifics. I forget what it was, but Harry Reid. Nobody in the media wanted to touch it. Nobody in the media wanted to look into Harry Reid. Nobody in the media was wondering why it was that Harry Reid managed to go into the United States Senate, a man of modest means, and retire a man with tens of millions of dollars. Nobody wanted to question that. Nobody wants to question that about any of these people. They might do it every once in a while when they're really trying to get rid of somebody. But that's it. Casual mention. Nancy Pelosi's now worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, whatever. Diane Feinstein was apparently worth like near a, near a billion dollars because her husband was very good at investing. He just happened to have really good information. Where do you get that information? Well, who knows? It's a mystery for the ages. Nobody wants to look into it. I tell you this, if you want to know about the corruption of the Republican politicians in Washington, D.C., I'm not denying there aren't some corrupt ones. But there is nothing out there that comes close to what Democrats do. And that's the reason that Republicans have not been... You can't tell me that media people have not been looking desperately to try and find some Republican, getting rich off, trading on, whatever, and they can't find it. Because it has to not only happen, which it probably does, but it has to be worse by a, a factor, a serious factor of you know two or three, than what Democrats do on a regular basis, because the, you know look at what happened with Me Too. They thought they were going to get Trump with Me Too. You got to believe the women. They thought they were going to get Kavanaugh. Believe women. Believe women. Believe. And then suddenly it was all them. It all blew up on them. It blew up and splattered all over them. You start saying, well, this person is, uh, they made $5,000 on a stock trade. Oh, my God. Well, that's terrible. Maxine Waters made $4 million on a stock trade. What are we going to do? Dianne Feinstein made $5 million. Nancy, let's all look into it. How is it? Have you ever been invited into an IPO for a company you didn't work for? I'd bet not. Nancy and Paul Pelosi have. They get stock options. Do you get stock options? Do you get them for companies you don't work for? I bet you don't. Nancy and Paul Pelosi do. Now, maybe they're just the two most charming people on the planet. And boy, howdy, if you were stuck in an elevator with them, they could charm the pants right off you and talk you into a three-way right there in the elevator whilst cutting them a check for everything you own for her re-election campaign while Paul simultaneously gets drunk and pours sugar in your gas tank. And you just don't care because you think they're the salt of the earth. Maybe they are, but I doubt it. I think there might be something else at play there, but nobody in the media is going to look into it. And to look into it for Republicans to a significantly lesser degree would ultimately allow Republicans to say, well, if you think what uh, you're accusing this person of is bad, wait till you hear about that, and they have no defense. So they just move on. It's perfectly legal corruption and corruption in plain sight that nobody wants to call out because it doesn't serve their purposes politically. You want to get the money out of politics, get politics out of money. You shrink the federal government size by two-thirds. You watch how many lobbyists, you watch property values in Washington, D.C. plummet. The government stops distributing $5 trillion a year. The lobbying industry will collapse. Nobody will know what to do with themselves. It'll be like October 1929 all over again, except it will be lobbyists in $5,000 suits flinging themselves off the, the roof of Morton's. Wouldn't be so bad. 
You just want an umbrella, though. Anyway, that's enough for today, I think. Call it a day. My piece, by the way, check it out at The Hill. What, what in The Hill is it called? It is called Why Cable News Has Become Unwatchable at The Hill. It got linked up by Drudge, so it's like blowing up. Check it out. I think you'll, you've, it's, good Lord, it's almost everything I said here. Finally, Town Hall doesn't get Drudge links very often. It's been a while since I've had a Drudge link, but this one is blowing up. Check it out. Appreciate you listening. Download and share in a friend. Patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast or DerekHunter.Locals.com. Support the show. Get in the contests. Get uh, the uh, Week in F and Review. Or you can just email me, DerekAllenHunter at gmail.com. That's the PayPal. And I'll email the damn thing to you if you want to go that route, if you don't trust or like these other sites. Uh, but I appreciate everything you guys do for me, including the word of mouth. Keep that up. I'll talk to you tomorrow. It's almost Friday. Thank God. And my... You want to know, you want to feel old. My oldest is six. My youngest is five. People always say the time flies. It. I've made a point of savoring, so it doesn't. I don't feel like it's flown by. It's certainly moved. It's moving. But I don't think it's flown by. But my God, they're getting big. So happy birthday to Bailey this week. And uh, yeah, thanks to Joe, my buddy Joe. Sent Bailey a gift. Very cool. So have a great one. I'll see you tomorrow.